1: It's a Friday. Live right here on the morning after on Sports grid and Sirius XM channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid network as well. That includes sportsgrid.com/watch. Find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. We send you in to your potentially long holiday weekend around 4th of July weekend with everything you need to know across the sports landscape. Today is a significant day. We start a weekend series around Major League Baseball now at the halfway point of this MLB campaign. The All-Star starters have been named the All-Star break just about a week away in mlb it is time for teams to prove if they are pretenders or perhaps contending for a pennant we'll go all around major league baseball it's also a significant friday because right now in the association the negotiating window for free agency has begun in a big domino to determine maybe the course of the rest of this offseason and next year in the nba falling yesterday. All of that more here over these next two hours. We bring you up until 11 a.m. Eastern Time live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Last night I was at City Field up in Queens for the fourth and final game of the midweek series between the Mets and the Brewers. New York looking to split this four game set having not won a series in eight consecutive tries. Well, that trend is now nine straight series. The Mets have not won. In fact, they have outright lost eight of their last nine series as Milwaukee was three of four up in Queens three to two yesterday, the result against the New York Mets. And we broke down this game for you entering. We brought up the stat that when the Mets starting staff had gone at least six innings in a contest this year, New York entered at 22 and three. Well, Max Scherzer went six innings yesterday, really made one bad pitch in the top half of the six that Victor Caratini knocked out of the yard to tie the game at two with a two-run bomb. And the Mets are now 22-4 and four when a starting pitcher goes six innings this year. Scherzer did strike out nine, but albeit in a losing effort. You can see the look on Buck Showalter's face and really for everybody that wears the Amazons uniform. It is not good right now. This is the low point of this Major League Baseball season for the New York Mets. Their record currently is 36 and 45, nine games below 500, the worst mark for New York all year long it's the fourth worst record in the national league at this time as well and you see that pennant price it was five to one before the year started the third best number in the national league only behind atlanta and los angeles that being the dodgers 40 to one now for the mets is the fifth longest price in the entire national league available on the FanDuel sportsbook tough times for the amazons they had their opportunities last night they certainly did Starling Marte up with the dish twice in the last three innings home half of the seventh home half of the ninth with the bases loaded each time he grounded into a double play in the seventh struck out swinging as Devin Williams records the save for Milwaukee. Elsewhere around Major League Baseball, two teams that are trending in the opposite direction of the New York Mets, both the Giants and the Blue Jays. If the season were to end today, would be wildcard teams in each of their respective leagues. So, a great series this week up in Toronto when the Blue Jays take the final two, including yesterday's finale. First, we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here, Hour number one of a Friday live on TMA. Serious Channel 159. All of our radio Terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. A pitcher's duel yesterday up in the Great White North where Chris Bassett. Got the best of that game against the San Francisco Giants. He goes six innings of shutout work, striking out 12. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. knocks in the only runs for Toronto. A two-run bomb in the sixth inning. And that's all the Blue Jays needed. San Francisco did scratch one across later in the game, but not enough to upend Toronto. So the Jays take the final two of their midweek set against the San Francisco Giants again both of these teams right now occupying the third and final wild card spot in their respective leagues the Blue Jays of course in the American League the San Francisco Giants in the National League the Giants right now have fallen a half game behind the Dodgers in both the National League West and the NL wild card standings but San Francisco has been very good here in this month of June they were one game below 500 on June 2nd a 28 and 29 record overall since that point they have won 17 of their last 24 games San Francisco tied for the third best price to win the National League pennant at 12 to 1 alongside a handful of National League West teams like the Arizona Diamondbacks the Toronto Blue Jays also a 12 to 1 price to win the American League pennant 25 to 1 in the World Series market so two teams that faced off this week in Toronto very similar perspectives for the rest of this year at the halfway point of this major league baseball campaign so let's tune in to the national league wild card at this moment and where the playoff standings look with that additional team of course now six teams make it to the playoffs in each respective league the top wild card team at this moment the Miami Marlins the Dodgers not far behind 45 and 35 they absolutely clubbed the Colorado Rockies yesterday at Coors Field and the Giants occupying that third and final wild card spot the team that's just on the outside looking in the Philadelphia Phillies who have played great baseball here in the month of June and as Philly put on display last October into November All it takes is getting to the dance in the postseason to make a run, to winning a pennant, and contending for a World Series. More of the morning after, up next here on SportsGrid.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: So here we are at the halfway point of the Major League Baseball season in 2023. Most teams around the bigs have already completed 81 or perhaps even more games. The All-Star break is just about a week away, a week from Tuesday. In fact, and the All-Star starters were named yesterday. So we're honing in at this point of the year for teams that have made their move potentially in contention with the trade deadline also looming to see if they will be fully in pushing all of their chips in to make a pennant run this year and perhaps for a world series championship how do things look now as opposed to where they were at the beginning of this major league baseball season we tell you that right now in major league baseball market movers So as you will see this graphic on display on your screen, the numbers on the left were the initial prices, those preseason numbers for teams in terms of winning a World Series ring. On the right, it is where they stand right now. And obviously the farther destination there to the right. So the middle is where they are now on the far right is that change in what the prices are. Look like. Before the year was underway, you saw five teams that had a three digit price or better to win a World Series. Now it's only three teams that have triple digits next to their name. The Braves are the World Series favorites currently at plus. 360 the Rays, the second best price at plus 420 the Dodgers that third best number at plus 480 those three teams separated by only a dollar and 20 cents a large drop off from the Dodgers doubling their price and then a couple of sets of change to where the Rangers and the Astros are tied for the fourth best number at 10 to 1. It was Houston that entered this year off another world series championship as the defending champions and the world series favorites entering 2023 a six to one number listen atlanta and los angeles whether it's the national league pennant or the world series prices have been neck and neck all year the braves the best record by far in the national league far in front of the dodgers at this point however the price is still stacking up very similarly we'll look at the national league pennant odds in just a moment but you see some movement around the rest of this board the yankees in a negative direction plus 850 that fourth best price to win a world series before the year got started now that price is 15 to 1 the Yankees have found some offense 11 runs in perfection with Domingo Herman on the bump two nights ago against Oakland last night double digits once more 10 runs in a win against the A's the Rays have seen their price obviously grown substantially shorter 20 to one before the season started now that second best number at plus for 20. Tampa another win on the road yesterday in Arizona the most wins in Major League Baseball the best record 56 and 28 right now for the Rays the Rangers have seen considerable movement probably the most movement in their favor down by $40 50 to 1 before this year got started now 10 to 1 again tied for the fourth best number currently alongside their divisional foes in the Houston Astros and that's really where the Rangers have wanted to be all along it's why they have gone so So far, in investing in their team over the past two off seasons, and we mentioned those All-Star Game starters, it is paying off for Texas. Four starters in the Midsummer Classic coming up in just over a week, and it's not even Jacob Degrom on the bump. Jonah Heim, their catcher, Josh Young, their really good rookie third baseman, and Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager round out the middle of the infield for the American League. Four starters in that all-star game for the Texas Rangers, a franchise record. And let's keep an eye on the Giants perhaps one of the more surprising teams on this list like Texas they entered the year at 50 to 1 to win a World Series cut that price in half it's 25 to 1 for San Francisco we mentioned the Giants lost their final two games of their midweek set up in the Great White North against the Toronto Blue Jays but San Francisco still a sensational June they were a game below 500 on June 2nd 28 and 29 now the Giants have won 17 of their last 24 games so as you look at those National League pennant odds it tells a story as we showed the market movement the Braves are the short favorites at plus 155 the best mark in the National League the Dodgers that second best price at plus 210 and then look at the drop-off nearly $10 of a distinction between LA with that second best number at plus 210 from their divisional rivals the Arizona Diamondbacks and the San Francisco Giants both at 12 to one it is important to note the dodgers still nearly a two dollar favorite to win the national league west in minus money the dodgers have dominated their division over the last decade and change they have won the national league west divisional title 10 of the last 11 years and with a victory yesterday against the rockies in cores the d-backs falling to the best team in major league baseball in the tampa bay rays the dodgers now only two games back of arizona in the nationally west standings and as you can see still booked as the minus money odds on favorite at minus 210 san diego was not on our board for that world series movement but the padres entered this year with one of the six best prices to win a world series a ton of optimism in southern california well at this moment the padres have now lost five consecutive games. They are currently 7 games below 500. San Diego and New York, that being the Mets, by far the most disappointing teams in Major League Baseball this year. Maybe you could include the St. Louis Cardinals as well, who Houston beat yesterday by the arch 14 zip. We showed you the movement for the Mets. You just saw the movement For San Diego as well the Padres were 12 to 1 to win the National League pennant still some optimism at the beginning of this week a greater than 20 to 1 price now on the FanDuel Sportsbook for San Diego again things have gone very south for the Padres currently plus 3,500 to win the World Series. Back to the American League right now, because where the odds are currently, with Tampa Bay booked as the favorite and the best record in all of MLB, it makes sense. But the Rangers have leapfrogged their divisional foe, both in the American League West standings odds and independent odds as well texas the second best price to win the american league at this moment it's a four to one number now a full dollar in front of the houston astros but as you see here on this board both teams in texas the rangers and the strohs have the same price tied for the fourth best number at 10 to 1 to win the world series the tampa bay rays less than a two dollar favorite now plus 195 to win the american league now the rays have been historically this year a 13-0 start to this season one of the three best starts in the modern era of Major League Baseball and they've continued to stack up wins they have three starters in the or two starters excuse me in the American League uh, for the American League in the All-Star Game but when you look at the Rays it's not all that surprising yes their numbers have grown drastically shorter but Tampa Bay has been in this spot in two of the past three years the Rays have been the number one overall seed in the American League and of course they still made the playoffs a season ago so when you compare the two best teams right now in Major League Baseball who entered yesterday with the same exact winning percentage except the Braves were off Tampa stacked up another win at 56 and 28 now they have the best record by themselves in Major League Baseball it should be no surprise to see these two really at the top yeah the Rays didn't have the same number as Atlanta and during the year as we showed you tampa a 20 to 1 number to win the world series atlanta tied for the second best price alongside the los angeles dodgers at plus 750 before the year got underway but the braves world series champions in 2021 tampa bay the number one overall seed in that same october in postseason baseball so both teams have this expectation the rays may be just flying a tad more under the radar the braves by the way three starters for the national league in the all-star game the dodgers matched that with three starters in the national league all-star game rotation as well so here are the world series odds in the most movement we have seen on the board at the halfway point of this major league baseball season we'll continue to go around the diamond up next here on the morning after Live on this Friday to send you into your weekend here on the morning after on Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. If it is the daily basis, regardless of where the show it falls, Craig Misch joins us here on the morning after. Of course he is our Major League Baseball insider all across the Sports Grid network and the host of Newswire starting at eleven AM Eastern time each and every weekday live right here on the grid. Craig, thank you so much for joining us here. When we think of July 4th weekend and the holiday upcoming, baseball is a big way that this holiday weekend gets underway. So we appreciate your time here on this Friday on TMA.
2: Yeah, of course, Ben. Great to be back with you. And, yeah, I mean, July 4th is, you know, sort of the the baseball day of the year, it feels like. Everybody is just watching baseball on that day, more or less the primary sport going on at that time and then immediately after July 4th, it's all-star game and it's trade deadline. So really exciting time
1: coming. A very exciting time at the halfway point of this Major League Baseball season. The all-star starters have been named the Midsummer Classic just over a week away. And then at the end of July, that trade deadline that will certainly shape the rest of this Major League Baseball season. And Craig, you've brought up this point a ton before. We're not entirely sure if anybody is going to be selling near the deadline and what exactly is going to be out there. But you would expect some contenders to maybe make some moves. And both the Rays and the D-backs are certainly contending for pennants right now. Tampa Bay, the 56th win of the year for their organization, the best record in Major League Baseball. 6-1 yesterday on the road in the desert against the Diamondbacks. It was a big test, Craig, for Arizona, this series against Tampa Bay. What is your main takeaway from this set in the desert?
2: Yeah, you know, again, I think we talked about this a few days ago. It's two teams that don't face off against each other that often. So, uh, you know, usually over the course of the season, I used to treat this, Ben, like a very random interleague series. But given the fact that they've yeah. changed the schedule now in baseball and basically everybody plays everybody, I think it gives you a little taste as to what you could potentially expect in October. I think you can get tremendous odds, by the way, uh, for these two teams both to win the respective pennants and get there. Uh, But for me, you know, in particular, the Rays still a dominant team. Any given night with their pitching and the way that Kevin Cash uses the bullpen gives them an excellent chance to win. Uh, They deserve a ton of credit for the first half that they have. Did they get carried a little by by that record in April? Of course. But look, those games count. Every game counts at the end of the season. And I, I think it's fair to say that the Rays are well on their way to the postseason. And it certainly feels like the Diamondbacks are in that spot, too.
1: If there was a small blemish for Tampa Bay, it was their inability or just not quite the prolific nature of winning at the Trop for the Rays on the road, but taking the final two against Arizona out in Phoenix, impressive out of Tampa Bay, booked actually as the money line underdog yesterday against the D-backs. Arizona still tied for the second best record in the National League alongside the Miami Marlins, who have won five straight games, and Arizona still holds a two-game lead in the National League West but not over the Padres. It's a much larger lead over San Diego. As the Padres falter yet again yesterday, San Diego now seven games below 500. Craig, a long rain delay in Pittsburgh yesterday, but after play got back underway, San Diego jumped out to a 4-0 lead for the Pirates to score the final five runs of the game and come all the way back. Craig, what is the main issue plaguing the San Diego Padres this season?
2: Uh, All their hitters have not gotten hot at the same time. That's definitely part of it. Their pitching has been hit or miss outside of Snell, who's been really good over the last two months. It's a, it's, you know what? It's disappointing. It's perplexing. By the way, it's something I mentioned at the beginning of the season. Not the first time the Padres have gone all in with crazy free agents and tried to win and failed miserably and then blew it up. This happened not too long ago, about 10 years ago. The same thing, it didn't work. You know, I I don't know what the Padres are going to do at this point, but it's obvious to me in baseball that you can buy yourself a championship. You can buy yourself these free agents, but it usually doesn't hit in that first year. There is something to be said, and it it is cliche, but, you know, getting to know your teammates, playing as a team, building that chemistry, getting to learn who your teammates are. And it's usually that second year that that starts to happen. Will the Padres, Ben, be afforded? That's here to try again. They have some contracts that are immovable, of course. I mean, they just signed Xander Bogarts. He's a fantastic player. They just, you know, re-upped with Manny Machado. He's a fantastic player. But I guess we have to start asking ourselves, Ben, the same question that we asked last season. Is Juan Soto going to get traded again at the trade deadline here if the Padres are where they are right now? I mean, Padres basically give up their entire farm system To acquire Soto, are they willing to get 70 cents on that farm system dollar to restock the farm for next year? What an interesting question we may have.
1: Craig, the San Diego Padres have dropped five straight. They are seven games below 500. You saw the odds right there before the year. Five to one to win the National League pennant. Now 24 to one for San Diego. That plus 500 number in the preseason to win the NL pennant was the same price as the New York Mets. And the Amazons are now nine games below 500. Their worst point of this Major League Baseball season. Craig, do you think either of these two teams, the Mets or the Padres will make a run in the second half to at least earn a berth to the postseason.
2: I mean, the Padres have played better, and and they do seem to go on little runs here and there that would make them to be a little bit formidable, at least from my point of view. I don't understand what's going on with the Mets now. Again, I don't I don't cover them. I just get to watch them every day, and so from a, a from afar without stepping in that clubhouse, Ben, or, or, you know, speaking to people there, you know, I I see what happened to the pitching at the beginning of the season, and I see the offensive performances that they've had, but that's the, but Ben, they should be 500 then, you know, (laughs) like that would be a really disappointing season for the Mets to be 500, but they're so far beyond that. There has got to be something that we're all missing with the Mets this season And one of the stunning numbers that I found yesterday, I was talking to my my friend about this, and, you know, obviously the Marlins are having a great year, but but for the Marlins to be 11 games better than the Mets right now, like, and, and again, all credit due to the Marlins here, but that's an unacceptable result for the Mets. So I would imagine that they're in a San Diego predicament too, but it does feel like for the Mets, they have, like, no shot whatsoever to win the division at this point. So it would only be the wild card. And uh, as their owner said, I mean, a lot of the stuff he said, I'm not even sure that I'm buying any of that, to be honest with you, Ben. Like, we're not going to spend and we need to trim the payroll and all that. Ah, like, that's loser's talk. I, I don't know if that ends up happening. But the one thing that he did said, I think that was accurate, is that the time is now. Like, they have to go 9 out of 10 to jump back yep. in this thing at least to hold some of the expendable players that they could potentially trade mark can has a name that comes to mind to me a good player that you know isn't making all that much money they could easily move him and some others too but they don't have a lot most of the guys they have are making 100 million dollar Ben, that's not easy to just get rid of
1: the fourth worst record in the national league right now for the Mets a full 9 games out of a wild card spot at this moment Craig back to the National League West where despite the loss to Tampa Bay yesterday the Diamondbacks still hold a two-game advantage but now hot on their heels the LA Dodgers who have won six of their last eight they absolutely club the Rockies yesterday 14 to 3 at Coors Field and Craig as you see the Dodgers still a minus money minus 210 favorite to win this division for the 11th time in the last 12 Major League Baseball seasons do you anticipate the odds changing at all if Arizona continues to keep pace in the top spot in the divisional standings
2: Yeah, I I think that the value is on Arizona right now. And and I don't think you're going to get much of a better price as the season goes on. I'm speaking without information here, just telling you what I see from the outside looking in. And I think we've discussed this before. Very specifically for the Dodgers, it felt last season in May and June and July and August, they were pushing so hard to chase like 110 wins playing everybody every single day last year. Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and, uh, you know, Kershaw. I remember he started the All-Star game last year. It it felt like they pushed so hard during the regular season, and the end result was them getting knocked out. And so very similar to me, at least the the way that I view the Dodgers, is the team that plays close by with them with the Lakers. It's kind of like just get to the tournament, make sure everybody is healthy, and we'll put the best team on the field in Major League Baseball. Now, the Braves will have something to say about that. The Rays will have something to say about that in the World Series, and maybe even the Orioles too, to be honest with you. But that's why I kinda I kinda like Arizona to win the division here. But don't be shocked to see LA get in and win the wild card and then make this crazy run toward the pennant. I could see that happening too.
1: The Dodgers, the second wild card spot at this moment behind the Marlins, a half game in front now of the San Francisco Giants. Again, the Dodgers yesterday, 14-3, to the victory in Denver against the Rockies. The worst team, or one of the worst teams in the National League. Today, the Dodgers will take on the second worst team in Major League Baseball in Kansas City at Kauffman, the Kansas City Royals. L.A. booked as a heavy favorite. Craig, how important is it during these summer months for the teams, like you mentioned, making a run to a World Series to stack up these wins against the teams that are not having the best years in MLB.
2: Yeah, not important for the Dodgers, again, because I think that they'll be there in the end. But for any team that's, you know, that, that hasn't made the postseason in a while, or a team like Arizona, a team like Miami, a team like Baltimore, for those teams, yeah, I mean, those those games are supremely important. You bank those against the bad teams and you move forward. Uh, but, you know, but for L.A., you play, uh, you know, the Royals three times. The expectation is you win a minimum two out of three maybe you sweep and and it's probably the scenario this weekend but obviously a minus 240 is not something i'm interested in
1: no certainly not the young bobby miller on the bump for la those the national league pennant odds where there's a clear distinction right now the braves in front of the dodgers and then nearly a ten dollar drop off from la even to arizona or san francisco craig thank you so much for your time all week long we will see you on newswire at 11 a.m eastern time all right sounds good ben see you monday Have a great weekend, Craig. We appreciate it, as always. Now, to the basketball hardwood, up next here on the Morning App.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: A significant 48 hours of basketball live right here on this Friday on the morning after on Sports Grid yesterday last night late in Las Vegas the game of the year number one in the WNBA between the two super teams in this new era the Liberty. And the Aces, Vegas reminding us all why they're the defending WNBA champions. And today begins the negotiating window in the offseason of the NBA with a huge update to bring you the first shoe to drop in this NBA summer and what happens with James Harden and Philadelphia. All of that in the next 14 minutes or so with our coach, James Young, live right here on this Friday on the morning after on Sports Grid. J.Y. I hope you had your coffee. I hope you're ready to go. It's a big Friday in the world of hoops.
3: Hey, Big Ten Ben. I got my world's best coach coffee. I'm ready to roll. Stayed up a little late. Let's get down to business, brother.
1: Game of the year one in Las Vegas last night between the Aces and and the Liberty, the two best records entering the game in all of the WNBA, the two teams with the two shortest prices to win the WNBA championship. And yet, it's the defending title winners, Las Vegas, reminding us where they stand in this sport. A dominant performance yesterday at home, winning by double digits, 17 points in fact, easily covering as a six and a half Point home favorite against New York. JY, what did the Aces show you yesterday in this new super team era of sorts in the W?
3: That in a 40 minute game, you better bring it all 40. The sites of run, third quarter, been 27 14 run by the Las Vegas Aces, and it was the star power. It was Jackie Young, three for five from the floor, Asia Wilson, three for four from the floor, Kansas Parker, two for three from the floor. But then it's the other side, although she shot six for 15 from the floor, 0 for 5 in the third quarter for Brianna Stewart. When they needed her Mm. to step up most in the third quarter, that's where they made the run. It shows that the title goes through Las Vegas. It's brutally honest. And when you have a team like the New York Liberty who can score, they can't have Laney go one for three. Uh, obviously uh SUIT three for nine, Anescu three for eight. But I tell you what, hey, hey Ben Stevens, you, you know we you know we told people yesterday, right? You know we told people yeah. yesterday, right? John Cuellar Jones over ten and a half points, thirteen points for John Cuellar Jones as she continues to play better for the New York Liberty.
1: The veteran adding double digits for New York. And yes, Brianna Stewart did have 16 matching the reigning WNBA MVP Asia Wilson in terms of the point category, but only three starters for New York scoring in double digits, all five starters for Vegas, led by Kelsey Plum, who had 18, adding it up in double Figure. So, Jay, while you saw the matchup graphic between Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart, as we looked at these two teams, do you still believe we saw the WNBA championship preview last night in Las Vegas?
3: I, I absolutely think so, Ben. I mean, listen, you know, Connecticut's going to be a formidable opponent. They've had a great year so far, but they just lost Brianna Jones, their starting center, who gives them about 14 8 a night. That's going to be a problem. Although Alyssa Thomas is having, let's be honest, uh, UNBELIEVABLE SEASON, WE TALKED ABOUT YESTERDAY THAT THIS BECOMES THE NEW MODERN DAY LAKERS VERSUS CELTICS. BACK IN THE DAY WHEN THE WNBA STARTED, IT WAS THE LIBERTY VERSUS THE SPARKS OR THE LIBERTY VERSUS THE, the NOW defunct HOUSTON COMETS. THIS IS THE RIVAL THEY NEED AND THEY NEEDED TO BE CLOSE AND COMPETITIVE, BEN, BECAUSE THAT'S GOING TO ONLY ADD FOR RATINGS.
1: The Aces already were an odds on favorite to win the WNBA championship entering last night's game of the year number one. But the odds only getting better for the Aces to do something no team has done in the history of the W. Let's go back to back in winning a championship. Quickly here, JY, just one final thought on last night's game in the WNBA. Do you think it was just a bad night? for the liberty to lose by 17 on the road in Las Vegas or is there that wide of a gap between these two perceived super teams
3: I don't think the gap is as wide as the score would indicate like I said it was a 10 minute stretch you take away the 10 minute stretch of the game and the game is a lot closer than it would indicate uh, it would be only a 4 point game 5 point game so I I do think the teams are closer But New York Liberty has some work to do. And they now know that if you got to go against the aces, Ben, you got to do one of two things. You got to defend a hell of a lot better, or you got to shoot it a hell of a lot better. They didn't do either last night.
1: Everybody has to be involved. Vetnija Laney can't go for only three points. Sabrina Escu has to get into double digits or, if not, facilitate a little bit better as well. Still the two best prices to win this year's WNBA championship. That season ongoing. JY, the season that we love in the association, perhaps the offseason. A huge domino yesterday around the NBA. James Harden opting in with the philadelphia 76ers for his player option this upcoming year worth 35.6 million dollars but with opting in harden is going to work with the philadelphia 76ers front office to find a new home and work to find a trade jy what was your reaction to this big news surrounding the beard yesterday
3: he has no market well let's be honest He was hoping and praying a team like Houston was going to have the market and the ability to pay him. They do not. So the best Mm. thing for him to do is to lock in, take the $35.6 million uh, player option, and then facilitate a trade because now, Ben, it opens it up for everybody to try and trade for James Harden. It already came out earlier in the day that if he were to opt in, the Clippers would be interested in forming their super team. Ben, I want to make sure people understand this. It makes sense. Why does it make sense for a team like the Clippers to want it? Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Hmm. both have two years left on their deal. But after this year, they can both opt out. They got to go for the home run and swing for the absolute fences. The question now becomes is, what does Philly want in return? Do they want Do they want uh, guys that can help them now, or do they want guys that can facilitate in trades? That's why you're hearing another team like the New York Knicks maybe being involved. Because Ben, I don't think the Knicks are initially going to keep uh, James Harden. We both are in the New York City area. We know that's not a fit. Yeah. But what it is allows them to do is the Knicks have the picks and the expiring contracts to trade for a guy like Harden and then they go and reroute him somewhere else. That's what I think it comes down to, whether it goes straight to the Clippers or do you go through a team like New York and then facilitate something else
1: according to reports around James Harden his preferred destination is Los Angeles with the Clippers at this moment but other teams that have been rumored of course the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks potentially leading the way so JY let's go around the association today a big day in the NBA it's the start of the negotiating window you can start to meet with teams if you haven't already been talking already and maybe start putting those contract offers on the line you can't sign them officially until next week july 6th when nba free agency officially begins but we all know we're going to get the breaking news throughout this day and throughout this fourth of july holiday weekend including yesterday jy according to chris haynes of bleacher report kyrie irving is set to meet with the phoenix suns today when that negotiating window officially gets started J.Y., let's just start with the most realistic question here. Is this actually going to happen? Could Kyrie Irving potentially join Phoenix?
3: No. How is he going? He ain't gonna, listen, folks, I, w- I want to make sure so everybody understands, and this is according to SportTrack, which is a really good resource for looking at it. If I'm not mistaken, only five teams have cap space. Houston, Indiana, San Antonio, Detroit, Orlando. Now... Is is Kyrie going to any of those teams? Absolutely not. All this is is a leverage pull for Kyrie to make it look like he can go there. Dallas can offer the most years, the most money, unless there's some kind of signing trade. And what would the signing trade be? The only thing I can think of off the top of my head, Ben, would be Kyrie Irving in a trade surrounded by DeAndre Ayton, because the Phoenix Suns only got five players on the contract. Five. So unless they get five signing trade guys to move elsewhere, this doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense basketball-wise for Kyrie, KD, Beal, D-Book, all of the team. You'd need four basketballs to make the four of them happy. This doesn't make sense. At the end of the day, Dallas controls what happens. I think it goes back to Dallas.
1: J.Y., I think it's a great point. There's not much of a benefit here, either organizationally or even with the X's and O's on the actual hardwood. So with James Harden opting in yesterday, He is no longer a free agent. If he is moved by Philly, it is in a trade. Kyrie remains a free agent. Draymond Green, a free agent as well. Fred Van Vliet, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Russell Westbrook, J.Y., some of the marquee names on the market throughout this summer. How many of the six players on your screen do you think play for a new team this upcoming season?
3: I think two. And and these are the two guys I'm going to focus on right now. Ben, and it's Fred Van Bleet and it's Brooke Lopez. The reason why James Harden opted in is because it looks like Houston is going to go all in on Fred Van Bleet to put him in the backcourt with Green. Maybe Kevin Porter Jr. comes off the bench. Jabari Smith, Asori Thompson, uh, and obviously, um, you know, Emmett Thompson. And uh, then obviously at the center you have uh and So that makes sense. The other one is Brooke Lopez. Interesting developing Ben. Mo Bamba waived by the Lakers They declined the option uh, for um, I do believe it was Malik Beasley that opened up room that doesn't give them cap space to necessarily sign. But now you're looking at Brooke Lopez as a shot blocking rim protecting stretch five at the mid level exception. If you're below the cap, if you're over the cap by a certain amount, you get the full exception of 12.2 million teams that are contenders will try and line up to get that Mm. contract done for Brooke Lopez to go there.
1: A great breakdown there, J.Y., FVV and Brooke Lopez potentially on the move this NBA summer. J.Y., what about some teams that that might catch your eye throughout this offseason that you think should be the ones to watch trying to move around the marketplace?
3: Two of them, and they used to be rivals, and they played each other in Eastern Conference semis. It's Miami and New York. Because Philadelphia looks like it could be taking a step back and you could lock yourself up to a top four seed. So I think those teams look for look for them to make trades. Maybe Dame time to Miami. Knicks are going to be up to something. They have eight tradable first-round picks.
1: And then who do you think, J.Y., is going all in this offseason, even if it's not the biggest benefit to their organization?
3: Two of them for different reasons. Cleveland is young, but they moved assets for Donovan Mitchell. They got to figure it out because they're not one of the elite four or five teams. And Chicago, they gave Vucevic three years, $60 million. Lonzo's not hurt. He ain't, he's hurt. He's not coming back. You're going to run it back with DeRozan and Levine and Big Vuce with that team that didn't even make it into the playoffs? That's a big mistake. Chicago needs to blow it up and blow it up now.
1: A lot of reporting around things that are happening in Cleveland and in the Windy City at this moment. J.Y. and OK Dubs will break it down for you tomorrow on betting above the rim here on
0: a Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern The shot the fade away. It's good
1: Rounding out our number one, the morning after live right here on this Friday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid network as well. I am Ben Stevens, and this is is the new Sports Grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app, now available for download at the Apple App Store. Scan the QR code on your screen, and in a matter of moments, you have all of our information and insight in the palm of your hand. Everything you need all across the grid. It is smarter to be on Sports Grid. So as we round out this opening hour, on a significant day in the summer of the association, we got the news yesterday. James Harden has opted into his contract for this upcoming season, $35.6 million, but it doesn't mean he's remaining in the city of brotherly love. In fact, it means he's probably on his way out, and it's the end of the relationship between Philadelphia and Harden. So where might the beard go? this upcoming NBA campaign? That was the question in Fade the Public. At SportsGridTV on Twitter, which team will James Harden play for next NBA season? The four listed options, the Clippers, which have been listed as Harden's preferred destination, the Miami Heat in the running as well, the New York Knicks have shown interest in Harden, or there was an idea before he opted in. The Houston Rockets were probably that other likely destination if it wasn't a return to Philly. But now it has to be a trade. He can't just sign in Houston. So how does that complicate this situation? Right now, most of the public saying the Clippers is where James Harden is going to play his basketball in 2023-24. So keep an eye on L.A.'s price right now to win the Western Conference. Currently the fifth best number out west for the Clips. It is a 10-to-1 number. If they trade... For James Harden, where does that number go? How much shorter, if at all, might it potentially be? Hour number two of the morning after on this Friday, up next on sports.